It's time again to talk Richmond football on the Spider Insight Podcast, this time an in-season edition as we get an opportunity to wrap up week one and preview week two. Hello, everyone. Thanks for finding us for the Spider Insight Podcast, along with Matt McAllister. I'm Bob Black. Coming up in a little bit, very special guest, one of the new Richmond Spiders who had an impressive first game with Richmond linebacker Tristan Wheeler, who led the Spiders in tackles with 12 of them, will be our special player guest on today's edition. Of course, Spiders coming off the 38-19 victory over Jacksonville Thursday at Robin Stadium. Let's recap that one before we look ahead. Matt, what stood out to you the most from the Spiders' victory in Week One? Well, the best part about it is one and zero after Week One. Uh, you know, I, Spiders obviously you know got off to a strong start in that first half, uh, and even into the early part of that third quarter uh, with the 38-6 lead. Uh, I, I will go with two uh, position groups that I thought played really well: uh, the defensive line and the offensive line. Both those trenches, I thought, kind of set the tone uh, for the game. And uh, on the defensive line in that first series, you know, the triple option that we we talked about a lot last week, uh, Jacksonville running that triple option. And uh, that first series, uh, the defensive line definitely was up to task. And they they really made that triple option more of a double option because that fullback dive uh, play, I don't know if it ever really, you know, went for – more than two yards positive a lot of times it was stopped at the line or behind the line of scrimmage and I think that's just a testament to that defensive line uh, they were able to set the table and allow you know a lot of the linebackers uh, to make some of those tackles because they were uh, clogging up all the gaps that they were responsible for uh, and then on the offensive line I thought uh, made a lot of a lot of big holes for our uh, running backs and uh, quarterback Joe Mancuso to be able to uh, run run through those holes and I, I thought they controlled the line of scrimmage uh, so those are two very big positives for me I really thought the first 15 minutes impressed me as much as anything else I think we talked about this the coaches talked about it there was some concern if not fear about how you're going to come out in the first quarter of the season opener when you have a young football team when you have some unproven commodity that sort of thing and I thought they came out Really razor sharp. You mentioned the defensive effort got a three and out to start the game. The offense goes on a virtually flawless 10-play, 80-yard drive that Joe finishes off with a four-yard touchdown run, and then the defense comes back and gets the scoop and score fumble uh, when Colby Ritten rips the ball away and Maurice Jackson picks it up and rumbles into the end zone. I don't think you could have set the tone any better than that for the Spiders, and they never really looked back after that. I know in the second half, when the second and third string guys got in there, it wasn't quite as clean as the first half, but that's why you watch tape all week long. You put it on tape, and you improve, and I think everything that they didn't like in the second half is coachable, and it was mistakes that can be corrected in practice. You know, playing that triple option was kind of the double-edged sword. It was a lot of work and beforehand to get ready for it because of the uniqueness of it, and you don't see it often, but I think that helped aid the guys being so focused because they had spent so much time what gap do I need to be where where do I need to be on defense that they were so honed in on what they had to do and everyone said that if you do your job it, it makes the triple option uh, easier to, to defend and I think that's what they did you saw everyone was bought into their position and what they needed to do and it all came together there especially in that first half and then you know in that second half as coach said in the postgame press conference you know uh, those second and third uh, string defense. It, it was it's tough on them because they spent most of the time 
On the scout team in the other way, uh, they didn't have a lot of time going against the triple option in, in practice. Uh, so for some of those, it was the first time that they were guarding the triple option because they spent so much time on the scout team preparing our offense for what Jacksonville was doing on defense. And speaking of setting the tone, Xavier Goodall, 20 yards on the first play from scrimmage. I think everybody had a big, deep sigh of relief when they saw him do that. Yeah, and you, you, you saw the enthusiasm from uh, Xavier after that run. I'm, I'm sure that was a big weight lifted off, and we had him on the, the podcast a couple weeks ago, and he said there was a couple times in practice where he really felt he was back. But I'm sure that paled in comparison to doing it in a game you know, getting that first carry and getting that first round to be able to, you know, break it, you know, for a, a good gain and have that all that energy, I think it probably was like, okay, now I really am back. On first down, Xavier Goodall. Welcome back to the red and blue of the Spiders. The Richmond running back bursting out to the 40-yard line. Goodall, after missing all of last season with a knee injury, starts with a burst. Right off the bat, first play. Xavier finished nine carries for 63 yards, including that 20-yard run on the first play from scrimmage. And then the other group I was really interested to watch, and I'm sure so were our fans, were the FBS transfers that we talked so much about. And I think each one of them uh, did something out there on the field to kind of get themselves going, whether it was Charlie Fessler and Keaston Fuller catching passes. Brandon Feimster had that big hit on the defensive side. Bo English gets into the game as well. Uh, Jimmy Marquez gets in and plays some significant snaps at linebacker. Yeah, I think they all quitted themselves uh, really well. Um, obviously, I, I thought Charlie Fessler, you know, had a couple catches. I thought I was really impressed with his punt returning. Uh, he was able to get positive yardage, and, and then there was one where we, when he went up the far sideline, uh, did not look like he had much room at all, and he was able to uh, break that. I, I think he just is a very good decision maker uh, on those punt returns. And, and like you said, I, I think every one of those FBS transfers, you got their feet wet, uh, are now really involved as a Richmond Spider, uh, and that will just uh, pay dividends for us moving forward. And then there were the freshmen that got their feet wet as well, and there were several of those, and there was a group that Coach Usman identified as a group of freshmen that they weren't going to worry about keeping them to the four-game max before they would lose their redshirt year. They're just going to play all season long, and the biggest, brightest, and best of that will be our guest here in just a moment, Matt. It was Tristan Wheeler who finished leading the defense in tackles. I think you could have asked people to pick who was going to be the leading tackler in game one, and you'd go a long time before you got the answer of Tristan Wheeler but there he was with a dozen tackles in the opener. Yeah, we, we joked that, you know, Tristan Wheeler had the 12. You wanted to guess that he'd lead the team in tackles, and you probably wouldn't have guessed that another freshman, Jake Larson, would have the first tackle of the year as well. <laughs> uh, so the freshmen definitely had their uh, chances, and, and I, I thought Tristan uh, played really well. Uh, you could tell he was excited, and, and, you know, one of the things that uh, just jumps out to me is, he looks like he belongs out there. He he definitely he's puts himself in the right position. He's always around the ball, and, and he has some hits. He 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 definitely packs a punch. And, you know, and for a tr and a true freshman, uh, I think his future is very bright. All right. With that as a welcoming note, let's bring into our Spider Insight podcast the 6'2", 230-pound freshman linebacker from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Tristan Wheeler, who started his collegiate career with a dozen tackles to lead the Spiders last Thursday night. Tristan, thanks so much for spending some time with us. What was the emotion like for you of opening night? Uh, opening night was a whirlwind of uh, emotions. Uh, at first, I was excited all day, and then once we started dressing in the locker room and 
some nerves started hitting me. You know, some nerves. I was excited still, but I was definitely nervous. Uh, all the upperclassmen were psyching me out, like, oh, I almost threw up my first game, whatever, trying to get me all startled up. Uh, once we got out there and started warming up, uh, I was so energetic, and I just had so much juice, and that didn't really bother me. And then once we broke from the, the field house and we came out and kicked off, uh, I knew it was time to go, so I just shook it all away and just played. How much did it help you that you were on that cook-off team before you got on the field as part of the defensive unit? Uh, it definitely helped a lot. The first play is always the worst, and then after you you know, hit someone and, and get all the jitters out, it's good. So uh, being on special teams first definitely helped going into defense of series. So. You obviously got those jitters out of the way because we, we joke with you, you know, 12 tackles in your debut is, is a high standard to set. Yeah. You know, I told you we expect that now from here on out. Just yeah. uh, how, did, you, did it feel like you were – in a lot of plays, did you feel like you had 12 tackles, or is that just sort of how the game played out for you? Uh, honestly, it didn't feel like I was in that many plays. Uh, so once I saw the stats at the end, I was I was ecstatic that that's was my uh, my game opener. But yeah, I was flying around just trying to do the best I can as a as a freshman playing my first game, and it turned out pretty well for me. So, what was your expectation coming into summer camp as far as playing time was concerned? Uh, well, I actually wrote down goals coming in uh, to summer camp, and I, I have them up on my dorm room wall. So every morning I look at them, and uh, up on there, my first goal is just to compete and do the best I can. And then under that, it says start. So I wanted to come in, know how to, know I had to compete with the upperclassmen and the bigger guys, and uh, eventually I just want to start. In your linebacker room, you have a lot of guys that have some experience, you know. Has anyone in particular kind of taken you under uh, their wing and kind of, you know, sh played that leadership role for you? Yeah, definitely Tyler Dressler. Uh, I came here for the bridge program. It's a little summer academic program to get us um, involved and used to what Richmond has in store. And uh, during that whole time, we worked out together. Uh, we watched film together. So he taught me the ins and the outs of Richmond football, and it definitely carried over into the, into camp. Helped a lot. Um. Talk a little bit about playing as a freshman, and Coach Huseman has identified you as one of maybe a half dozen or so freshmen that are going to play all year. You're not going to worry about four games and mm -hmm. redshirting and all of that. Um, what are the positives and negatives of that, of being so young with so many of you, yet the positive of that is there are so many of you? Yeah. Well, I definitely wanted to come in uh, and play as soon as I could, and I felt I had the, enough talent to do so. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that I can um, show what talent I have on the field early as a young freshman um but yeah there's a lot of us uh only half get to play and half don't so I'm I really am blessed to be in the situation I am in and I'm just I'm just real happy I'm here and obviously playing time was probably one of the biggest attractions you know to the University of Richmond but in that recruiting process you know why did it come down to Richmond and what was really the the main selling point for you uh so I ended up with like 22 something offers and I visited probably half of them and uh, so I came to Richmond a few times, and every time I came, I felt more and more welcomed. And everyone told me that it would settle itself out and you'll find the school. So every time I came, I just felt like I like this place. And um, the coaches, they, they welcomed my family and I, the players, uh, Mo, Tyler. I was with them on my officials. So being there with them really, really um, sparked my interest for this place. So. 
What's it like to have a teammate? You alluded to Mo, like Maurice Jackson around. And where were you when he picked up the football and had the scoop and score on Saturday? Yeah, so uh, I wasn't on that series. I went in on the next one, but I was on the sideline. Uh, I sprinted my probably my fastest 40-yard dash that I've ever ran and uh, got yelled for being past the 35-yard the line. But, yeah, I was, I was super excited, and uh, it definitely caused a lot of juice in the game. How do you describe his motor? Relentless. Uh, he doesn't stop. He's one of the guys that I definitely look up to, and as a as a leader, um, I watch his game film and his practice film. And he just never stops. He's always working, and just constant drive. Walking up here, you you said you know your your parents are really excited about your first collegiate experience. I, I know you said you had some nerves, but your dad made it a point that he was going to get here no matter what. Oh, yeah. Uh, so talk about just seeing his excitement level uh, to watch you play a college game. Yeah, my dad is probably uh, my biggest fan. Uh, him and my pop-up that passed away. But, yeah, they're my biggest fans. And uh, he fought – well, obviously he followed me through, uh, like, Little League and then uh, high school, middle school, all that. But he was always uh, walking up and down the sidelines, you know, yelling, Wheeler, let's go. Um, and then – my brother had a mishap at home, broke his hand the day of the game, so my my mother and uh, other siblings couldn't come. But uh, my dad made a point to drive six <laughs> hours and get down here, and I heard him in the stands actually yelling for me, and uh, I was real excited to see him after the game. And he he was almost teary eyed just to see like his first son up on the up on the big stage playing <laughs> ball and just doing what I could do. So it was exciting. Obviously, you had a great high school career. How would you compare and contrast what you went through in high school with the start of your college career and just how different it is at this level? Uh, so the difference of it would definitely be the, the talent and, you know, obviously the speed, size, strength of all my, uh, all my guys I'm going against. Uh, so that was definitely a big change, not being the biggest, fastest, strongest guy. So it definitely took some adjusting. Uh, I needed to gain some confidence, which the first game did for me. So it was pretty good. It kind of showed that that I belong here. Uh, I would say it it's similar because going into high school as a freshman, you're the low guy on the totem pole. So it, it takes all you all you got to you know boost yourself up there and show them what you got. So it was the same thing in college, uh, going through camp and all that. So just coming in and proving to everyone that that you were like belonged here was was a big thing. Now I think uh, I think one of your teammates said to me. Uh, on, on the field that you you pack a punch when you, when you tackle is is that something that you you know really you know pride yourself on is the ability to to lay a big hit on somebody definitely something I pride myself on uh, <laughs> I was known back home for uh, for laying some licks on people and breaking breaking some helmets love uh you know being the the hammer and not the nail and just hitting people so. Was there one you remember in particular? Matt alluded to the 12 tackles to lead the team Thursday night. Was there a particular play that you remember sticking out to yourself, either for that reason or because you said, okay, I'm here, I belong, let's go? Uh, so, as you know, they run the triple option. So, mm -hmm. you know, the fullback hits it fast up the middle, and we met in the hole, I'd say, about eight times. So <laughs> so that was a big collision every time. And uh, also on the goal line, with me and the quarterback met, on the one-yard line, and uh, they say he, he scored. Yeah, we don't think I don't so. know about that one. The Spider TV replay yeah, says he didn't score that. either. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, definitely that one. He will keep it, and the Spiders will stack him up, I think. No, he got in. He just got his back and the ball across that goal line before the Spiders stuffed him. Let's take a look at this. I mean, you know. From our ground-level shot, 
Boy, I don't know. Even in that last moment when he stretched the ball across the goal line. Right. <laughs> he was already already on the ground, and I don't think yeah, he crossed the I, I agree with you. I think that one's going to come back. Oh, Touchdown. wow. I'm not sure we saw that. I know we look at this a little bit through red and blue lenses, we but do. I, I agree. I, I don't think I don't we were we were in the press box and we were arguing that uh, when it went to replay, where we were sure it was going to get overturned yeah, because he was down, and then when he was on the ground, he reached, he reached over. Right. Uh, but at that point, they they gave it to him. So we'll credit you. You know, should yeah. probably be thirteen tackles. Uh, so we'll, we'll give you one extra one there. Fans would say, "Why does it matter? It does matter." These defenders. These players who practice and work, and trust me, they have goals when they come in. Looking ahead, now you know we, we play Jacksonville as a triple option, but now you're going to Boston College and ACC school. You know, just talk about leading up to that game. Uh, your your thought process going against a bigger school like Boston College? Yeah, going into Boston College, we know it's going to be a challenge for us. Uh, this definitely has to be our best week of practice all season. Um, big school, but we just have to you know keep our head on straight, not psych ourselves out. And just know that we can play with these kids if we uh, just do everything we have to do. Uh, today we had a good practice, and I think we continue every day. You know, get get in the film and just do everything we can that we'll we'll be set for the game. How's the academic side of this thing been so far for you? It's been it's been good. Uh, it's definitely harder to to balance um, college sports with the college schoolwork, but uh, I'm pretty hard on myself. So when when I have to get stuff done I, I do I'm on top of myself so uh let's finish this up Tristan speaking of balancing things you live in a part of the commonwealth of Pennsylvania in which you could balance things between the western side of the state and the Pittsburgh sports teams and the eastern side of the state and the Philadelphia sports teams where do you balance so uh <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the Steelers side of things but when the, Steel- like to hear. when the Steelers aren't going uh deep in the season the Eagles are you know I can root for the Eagles a little bit uh, my friend actually had a uh, Super Bowl party when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, and uh, I had a Eagles jersey on and a bunch of Eagles gear, and uh, they all caught pictures of me and then posted it saying <laughs> I'm a traitor or whatever, and like blackmailing me. But but yeah, it, it goes both ways. But I'm a Steelers fan. All right. Well, as long as it's Philadelphia Eagles gear, not Boston College Eagles right, yeah, 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 gear, sure. you want to take care of that Eagle yeah, uh, sure. this Saturday in Chestnut Hill. Tristan, congratulations on a great, great start Thursday night, and keep it going. And, again, we appreciate you spending some time with us, and I'm sure we will talk many, many times over the next several years. Thank you. Thanks again, Tristan and, and Bob. We can have a Steelers fan on the show anytime we want, you know, especially over those Eagles. But, you know, I, I think it's very appropriate that – you know, Tristan is a Steelers fan with all the history of great linebackers. And joking aside, if he has 12 tackles a game, I think we'll list him as a spider great as a linebacker uh, for years to come. Well, he knows when to be an Eagles fan. He knows when it's appropriate to be an Eagle fan when he was in the Super Bowl. You heard him. He was wearing green and black Philadelphia Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. That happens once ago. in a while. Yes, it does. Once in a while, more recently than the Steelers, but not as often as the Steelers. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get off of that topic for the time being and get back to college football talk. And, okay, let's talk about another Eagles, as I referenced with Tristan, and that's this week's opponent, the Boston College Eagles. This will be entirely different for the Spiders on so many levels than week one was. And, you know, week one, you're you're preparing for the triple option. You're preparing for Jacksonville Knowledge Scholarship team. And, and now you go full circle, you know, to – uh, an ACC opponent and an ACC opponent, as Coach Huseman said, sometimes when you play these FBS schools, 
They're a team that likes to sling the ball around. They're playing more finesse and more speed. But Boston College is, while they have that speed, their MO is definitely uh, to run the ball and be very physical at the point of attack and, and try to outmuscle you. And uh, I think it'll be a big challenge uh, for the Spiders uh, because Boston College is going to come right at you, you know, especially when you look at, you know, their running back, A.J. Dillon. Uh, I think he's listed six foot two fifty. Uh, he, you know, he is projected to be in the NFL if not next year uh, after his senior year. Uh, so he is going to be a load that they have to uh, deal with. And then, you know, their quarterback Anthony Brown. I watched that game last week against uh, Virginia Tech, and uh, he definitely looked special out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. 180-degree difference than what the Spiders dealt with in the opening week. Uh, and this is a team that's going to line up and come right at you. You don't see too many teams with offensive depth charts that list two starting tight ends. And that's what Boston College plays. They put two tight ends, sometimes three tight ends, and they say, here you go, the ball is coming to our star running back. Number two's got it. Stop him if you can. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not hiding what they're going to do. I think that's what Coach said. You know, every play, they're, you're going to have at least two tight ends out there. They might have three. <laughs> they're coming right at you. Uh, you know, and we, we talked about the defensive line depth uh, for the Spiders, and I think this is a game uh, where you're really going to need to lean on that depth because if they're going to keep grinding and keep coming after you, you got to keep putting fresh bodies in there. So I think uh, we've talked about the depth in that defensive line. This is the game that you're really going to need it. You look at Boston College offensive line, only one of their starters is under 300 pounds, and that's the center, and he's a 290. So you are going to need some depth going against those guys. Now, having said that, and you watched the game, as you said, and and so did I, uh, when Brown wanted to, he could go over the top, and he threw the ball, and that big offensive line gave him some protection, and he had some guys who can go get that football from him. Uh, I mean, I I was really impressed with uh, their game against Virginia Tech. Uh, they were able to do a lot of things, and then they had a lot of success. Uh, but, yeah, they might want to run it, but they were able to pass it uh, when they wanted to pass it in that game, and they had some weapons on the outside uh, that were able to get open, uh, and Brown made some passes. So uh, it is going to be a tall task for the Spiders, uh, but I think it will be a, a good measuring stick to where this defense is right now. And I get the feeling in talking with Tristan Wheeler and listening to him, like so many other guys, these are the type of games in which they really do think they can prove something. I mean, here's a kid in Tristan who had a lot of offers to come play college football. He wound up at an FCS level at a really good program and a really good conference like Richmond. But I think Saturday will be something that, you know, they would like to prove something to themselves and to other people out there as well. And he may not have as many nerves as he had opening week, but I think he'll have even more, I don't know, intensity and excitement and focus. I, I definitely think it's these FBS games are games that, you know, our team circles uh, on the calendar when it first comes out. They definitely know uh, this is a game that they have an opportunity. They're on a bigger stage. They're playing a bigger venue, a bigger crowd. More exposure. It's a it's a chance for them to really uh, you know make a name for themselves, and I think they all are excited for that opportunity. You know, Coach Huseman said, you know, this is when in recruiting, these are games that they talk about that recruits really you know get excited to play in these venues and against these teams. And th- this Saturday, going up to Boston College, it's going to be a, a great venue there. Uh, they're expecting a, a large crowd and. I think it would be a great opportunity for a lot of people on the Spiders uh, to kind of make a name for themselves and and, uh, take that next step in their development. 
There are a couple of names that are familiar to Spider fans. you got to go back a ways, like me, to remember them. When Jim Reed was here at Richmond, both as a defensive coordinator and then later for nine years as the Spider head coach, and Frank Leonard, who is an assistant coach at Boston College, who spent 10 years here at Richmond as an assistant coach. So there are a couple of familiar names, if nothing else, in the history books on the Boston College sideline. And that probably helps Boston College, uh, their coaching staff. You know, the, if you're if you're an FBS school and you're playing an FCS school, you, you might want to look overlook those those teams. But you know, having those two coaches that have been here know the success that Richmond football has had, uh, they're going to make sure that their coaching staff and their players understand you know what Richmond has done in, in the past and what they have the ability to do. Should be a fun Saturday afternoon in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. 3.30 is game time Saturday. We'll have it on our Spider Sports Network beginning at 3 o'clock with our pregame show. And there is live video coverage. What? ACC Network Extra Saturday, right? Yep, it's on the ACC Network Extra. I think most people are able to get that on your ESPN app or, or ESPN+. Plus. Uh, so it, it'll be uh, on, on a streaming service. Uh, it's not going to be on the ACC network on TV like you were able to watch the Virginia-Pittsburgh game uh, locally here, uh, but it'll it'll be able to watch it in the ACC network extra. Uh, there'll be links for that on richmondspiders.com uh, for you able to watch that. And then back home the following week with a very important game because it's the conference opener against Elon, and that's something uh, we can certainly dive into next week, right? Yeah, the opening up CAA play, we've talked about this, the, the depth of the CAA and how important every game is, and especially those home games in the CAA. So after Boston College, it really starts to uh, get going here at home when you host Elon. All right, we're going to pack up the bags and hit the road for the first time this weekend at Boston College, the Spiders and the BC Eagles at 3.30 Saturday afternoon. Matt and I will come back to recap it all and then look ahead to that CAA opener against Elon at Robbins Stadium when we join you for the next edition of the Spider Insight Podcast. Matt, thanks for being with us today, as always. Thank you, Bob. For Matt McAllister, Bob Black saying so long. Thanks for tuning in to the Spider Insight Podcast, Richmond at BC Saturday, and then we're back with you next week with another edition of the Spider Insight Podcast.